Hello, everyone, and welcome to the finale of our arc of the circus, the circus of the disquieting Herman Fuller's Circus of the Disquieting. Our promotion for the week is the Nightlight Podcast. I know we sort of just missed Halloween by a fuzz, but uh, horror is universal. You can continue to watch and listen to such things throughout the year. It's not exclusive. The Nightlight Podcast uh, was created, I think, Halloween a year ago, so it just hit its one-year anniversary. It's a part of the Bloody Disgusting Network, which is also what the SCP Archives is part of. Nightlight is also a part of the Good Night Life uh, group of podcasts uh, that are owned and operated by uh, Prince Jackson. The podcast has a lot of good research into the background and production of the movies alongside of just a, a breakdown of the plot and everything all together uh, in each of their episodes. Prince did a great job of providing a black man's perspective on such movies. Uh, he did a great job of breaking down Get Out, and I also enjoyed uh, their episode on It as well. I intend to listen to many more throughout the year, uh, and I hope that you uh, maybe go give them a listen as well. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Previously, on SCP Play. Could you roll a premonition for me, Hannah? You begin to see people running and terrified. You hear distant screams. The tent begins to fall, and you see several clowns as well, looking more menacing than a normal clown should. Those clowns seem like, seem like bad news. I feel like we need to prepare for this as best as we can. I'm sorry. I agree. I would love to catch up, but I, I don't think now is a really good time. I I loved Veronica before she became what she is. If she became a clown, you're just gonna go talk to her? And that's gonna turn it all back? Hey, you don't have a robot in your pocket, do you? If you all can defeat the clowns, I'll continue with Magnolia's plan. I'm gonna hang on to this as collateral. He grabs Lucas, throws him behind a flap in the tent. Have a good time seeing the clowns of Herman Fuller's Circus. You all just met Manny. Manny took Lucas's leverage and is giving you an opportunity to see what you can do against the clowns. You all are walking towards what you know now to be the very center of the entire circus and the center of the massive, large, red, big top tent that you have been uh, slowly inching towards over the entirety of this day, um, game time, months in actual time. You all, uh, to recap, the threat that you are going to face, here there is, uh, the clowns are having their performance. The named ones that you know of uh, to be a direct threat are Eugene, Pius, and Icky. Eugene is the one that Ben ran into on a few occasions 
Eugene was the uh, very wiry, thin, lanky one that was riding atop a uh, ball that was actually another clown. Eugene uh, seems to have the ability to mimetically alter uh, what people are able to perceive about the clowns and make them think that the clowns are just normal clowns and not the deformed, uh, horrific things that they are. Then Pius is the clown that Miles accidentally ran into whilst in the bathroom uh, towards the very beginning of the circus, I think on the first session where you entered the circus. Pius has the... Uh, you're not quite sure what exactly the extent of his magics are. Uh, the only thing you've witnessed thus far uh, from Pius was his ability to uh, speak to Miles uh, and put words into his mind without opening uh, whatever mouth he is supposed to have. When you witnessed this clown, uh, he looked misshapen. There were protrusions uh, in his torso that looked like they didn't quite belong, just generally a bit misshapen. Then there's Icky. The only time that you have seen Icky thus far was when you were about to enter the circus. Icky was having a somewhat heated conversation with interim sheriff Hopper uh, at the very front of the circus, and she was somehow able to convince him that this was uh, not something too out of place. The information you've gained on Icky thus far is that she is very powerful. Sluggo directly told you that she is the one who controls the apparent magical barrier that is protecting the circus. And Magnolia told you that Icky's real name is Veronica, and that she knew Veronica before she became Icky, before she became a clown. So, you now all are heading into here, and as you get to the flap that enters into uh, the large area here, you're able to all peek in and observe uh, briefly before you're able to enter. I think if you stay here too long, you may get noticed, so you may be more at an advantage to enter and try to execute something quickly. Uh, I, I'll allow you a brief moment to chat as well about everything before you enter as well, but must be brief. So uh, what you're able to observe is sort of off to the very back wall of the tent from where you're currently looking is where the audience is seated. Uh, they are in a semicircle around the center of the tent inside area here, the, the large stage, you are able to see that uh, the clowns, aside from a few, are up in the stands uh, looking around and sifting through the people here, maybe looking for children or maybe looking for something in particular. The clowns who are not in 
the stands looking through the people are Eugene, Pius, and Icky. And Eugene is also still riding atop the uh, ball cloud that you saw him riding on before. Eugene is uh, sort of in front, immediately in front of the edge of the stands, rolling along on his ball, uh, looking out into the crowd and sort of directing some of the clowns uh, to go to certain areas. Off to the right is uh, what looks like uh, a, a single clown is seated at a calliope, which is sort of a steam organ uh, instrument. And the music is originating from this instrument. Maybe the organ is made of organs. Maybe it isn't. Horrifying. Who knows? Maybe if you got closer. <laughs> And uh, Eugene is sort of uh, conducting and instructing the uh, Calliope player. Then Icky is suspended in the air. Uh, you're not able to see any wires attached to her or anything. She appears to be floating above you all. There is uh, flames that are flying from her fingers, uh, forming circles and rings that flutter about the room. There are small explosions of fireworks that extend from her as well, and there's playing cards that uh, turn into butterflies and small animals and flutter about the room. And everyone in the stands are completely enamored with the show that she is putting on. Uh, and if you all stare too long, you'll probably be quite enamored as well. It is a sight to see. Then, uh, if you're observant enough, you may see that off to the left, um, there is also a single girl who is seated on the ground. This would be the girl that Ben saw uh, being taken by the clowns previously, and the one that Ben failed to save. You can see that she is fiddling with a small... Uh, you can't quite tell what she is fiddling with, uh, but in front of her is a small uh, toy robot, it looks like. And she's uh, looks like talking to the robot and fiddling with, with something in her hands. Uh, you can't quite see what it is from where you are. You have a uh, brief amount of time here to discuss what your plan of action will be. Okay, so our overall plan is to distract the other clowns so Magnolia can get to Icky. Is that correct? And we're trying to disrupt Pius, because Pius is going to be the one that's, like, channeling to try to, like, uh, corrupt this girl into a clown. Is that correct? So, uh, from what Magnolia told you, Pius is the one who conducts the rituals that turn people into clowns. If you're able to incapacitate Pius, there is an opportunity for Magnolia to try to pull Veronica out of whatever she has fallen into with the clowns, uh, a chance to maybe bring Veronica back from being icky. Okay. 
Awesome. Yeah, so Magnolia tells you, uh, okay, so it looks like the show is already underway. Um, I will distract Veronica while you all try to incapacitate Eugene. I, uh, uh, Eugene and Pius, that is. Uh, mainly pious. I think she'll mostly be preoccupied with putting on the show, but if she gets snapped out of it, she may not react well. So I'll ensure that you all have the opportunity to focus on Pius and Eugene. Okay, um, that sounds great. Um, I think one of us should probably go try to escort the little girl away from the stage maybe just so that you know get her out of danger all that good stuff um so i, I can do that if you guys want to i'm not really a great punchy punchy guy but um i i mean i know how to talk to kids i i i, I mean i am one so I, I can maybe try to talk to her and also it looks like she's got my toy that i got that i ordered so seems like a win-win yeah, he's just a nine-year-old boy. It would be great for him. Yeah, I'm just a nine-year-old boy. That's a good idea, Miles. You should go see if you can talk to her and get okay, her out of there. I'll, I'll try to get her out of the tent, and I'll come back in and help out. Um, did we know? Did we know where Pius is? Pius is conducting the like calliope. Is that what it's called? No, that yes. was that was your oh. Okay. Eugene's riding around on his ball, you... on his ball clown. Yes. Okay. Is the calliope like near the edge of the tent, or is it like still in the middle area, in front of all the people? Uh, closer to the edge. Okay. Okay. And they're fairly spread out. This is a very large room. It's like the the size of the tent would be akin to like a basketball stadium. Like, is big. Rad, okay. Lots of room to maneuver. Yes. The perfect battleground. Okay, well, uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking real quick. This, uh, this pious guy, he's, uh, he's out over by the, by the edge of the tent. And he's with the calliope, so it's, it's real loud next to him. Maybe we's could uh we we's could sneak up on him, and like and pull him out of the tent where where nobody else would see if we could just if we could push him. He's like a he didn't seem too too physically fit. I I mean that seems fair. Definitely, I'd be impressed if he could, you know, get to a good running sprint with all those weird lumps coming off of him. But also. I don't know if I want to underestimate him. I might be able to distract him and get him to go over towards the organ. If that will be helpful. Well, he's conducting the organ, right? He's right there. Right. Is, yes. But like if like I can get him to uh to like put all of his uh Oh, get his attention, attention towards, towards it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That sounds great to me. That'd be a good idea, and then we could uh, we could sneak up behind him. Uh, maybe uh, you and me, Benji, or uh, 
I don't know if Anya, are you going with uh, Magnolia? I don't know. I I feel like uh, we shouldn't be going alone. So if Miles is going to go for the kid, I'll go with Miles. I mean, she's just a little girl. I think I can handle her. Ah, you never know what I'll She's smaller than me. I think I can take care of you. Maybe, should we have someone taking care of Eugene? Just to make sure that, you know, he doesn't, you know, blindside us or anything? Uh, your your efforts are best focused on Pius. Uh, I think it's fine if one of you goes to the little girl, but we need to move now. Okay. All right. Seriously, I I can take care of her. I, I can take care of myself right. too. I I can do it. Well, then Anya's you could uh you could come with Benji and me, and we'll go over and uh, we'll push Pius out and see what we can do outside the tent. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Um, and I am going to use Jinx and have the organ malfunction, if I can. Um, uh, can you s- tell me what Jinx says? Jinx says, you encourage coincidences to occur the way you want. And then on a roll plus weird, on a 10 plus, hold two, and I have a list of things that I can do. And okay. one of them is interfere um, with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do, or... Um, there's just like a general, um, hold on, I'm reading. Yeah, just interfere with a monster minion or bystander trying to do. So I want, okay. I want the, the organ to malfunction somehow. Okay, yeah, uh, go ahead and roll then. Okay, roll plus weird. It's two. Okay, that is an eight total, so I hold one, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do by making the organ malfunction. Okay. Uh, Do you have any way you want it to malfunction, or just a malfunction? Um, I don't know. Just part of it collapses. (laughs) Just part of it breaks. I don't know. Um, uh, You said it may or may not be made of organs. So um, it, I don't know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> I'll tell you that like you're kind of far away from it, so you can't really tell. But uh, it's right. it's organic, and it looks like it's probably been painted over to look like it's just a normal calliope. And whenever the clowns are doing their thing, it's probably like uh, no one no one knows because mimetically they're being influenced to think it's a normal calliope but uh yeah you go ahead and cast this magical jinx onto it and the uh music that comes out of it starts to uh sputter a little bit and it becomes progressively more uh electronic sounding and and not quite right it becomes eight bitty <laughs> fantastic <laughs> perfect <laughs> Uh, and you, uh, Eugene and Pius both turn this way. Pius walks up to the thing and sort of like kicks it, trying to figure out what's going on with it. And they're momentarily uh, distracted. Anything you'd like to do in this moment or just uh, is this now when you rush in? No, I'm just going to say, come on, let's go. Let's go. All right. Good luck, guys. Okay. Pew. So you uh, throw open the flap of the tent, uh, and upon entering immediately, uh, Magnolia has been in her harpy form here. Uh, she immediately flies in and 
from her bursts forth a gust of wind. She uh, pushes back Eugene as she enters in. Uh, he falls off of the ball that he was on, and uh, the calliope is pushed further back, uh, and Pius is also uh, loses his balance and falls over. Uh, you have been given even more of an opportunity to attack here. Uh, it looks like for the moment, Icky is still occupied with putting on a show, uh, but her attention may shift soon. Uh, Magnolia flies upward in preparation for that. Um, so I think that uh, Ben already took an action here, so I will yield to the other three. Who would like to take an action and what will you do? I guess since I'm kind of on my own, it might make sense for me to go and then let all the other three kind of go sequentially, keep things in order. Okay, sure. Um, so you're just running up to the Yeah, goal? Miles is going to run up, uh, sort of skirt the edge to try to get to her. And we can, uh, hey, hey, kid, um, we, we got to get out of here. We got to go. We got to go while they're distracted. But I'm playing with the toy. Okay, uh, First of all, he's a cool robot toy. Look at him. First of all, that's my toy, and we're gonna have that discussion later. But take him, just pick no, him up. My toy. Pick the him up and bring him with me. you, and we'll 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 take him. Uh, where are your parents? Are they here? Do you see him in the crowd? I don't know. I'm playing with my toy. Okay. Um, I know that but here, and I'm gonna try to pick up the robot and like try to like guide her with it, sort of like a like a carrot on a stick with a donkey. She's like, come on, come on, let's go. Oh boy, another little boy has come to pick me up. I am General Beep. Ah! And I drop him. Oh no, I have been dropped. <laughs> uh, um, did you just... Hey, was he talking to you too? Yeah, he's like the coolest toy ever. Uh, um, okay. Please pick me back up. I do not be like being on the ground like this. Miles sort of uncertainly picks him back up and sort of shakes his head. Okay, I'll I'll deal with this later, I guess. Man. Thank you for picking me up. Would you like to construct weapons of mass destruction? Um, uh, maybe later. Uh come on. Hey, kid, come we on. We can start Are your low. Here? Let us start with a firearm. It will be fun, I promise. I have already started this little girl on a fun device. Uh, okay, um, that's, can, I don't, I'm a little worried about your definition of fun, but, uh, I'm it's, really it's sorry really about this. I'm having a lot of fun. You, I mean, you can join if you want. I guess I can share my toy. Okay, great. How about let's share your toy with your parents i'm sure they would love to see it and you should show it off to them do you see them in the crowd anywhere i don't know they told me to go play with the clowns um the clowns are bad people okay and no they look like normal clowns look uh why are i'm gonna uh, like i'm gonna put my hand on her shoulder or something just so because I know that maybe that'll increase my field of effect. Oh, she she had not previously like looked in the direction before uh, since you had walked up. 
and she is now looking over and uh she screams a like i'm not gonna try to do a child blood curdling scream but that's what happens <laughs> oh crap uh shoot okay um yeah they're scary and we need to get going uh let's just get you out of the tent and see if we can find your parents okay let's go she drops the toy and uh runs towards the exit of the tent i swipe mr beep and as we're headed out and take her oh, you're leaving <laughs> Uh, no, I'm just going to kind of escort her to the edge of the tent and then... Oh, no, she sprinted. Oh, she's, she's gone. Gone. Okay. Yes. I she pick up what like she was... young little legs trucked out of there. Okay. I'm going to... I guess by when you said she drops the toy, she was dropping whatever Mr. Beep was having her build? Yes. Okay. I'm going to pick that up. Okay. Uh, you have that now. You're not able to quite tell what it is. Uh, you don't know where she even got the stuff that's on here, but it looks sort of like... Uh, a small circuit has been put together, and then there's, like, some other large, like, cylinder thing strapped to it. It it looks a bit intense. Ah, Great. okay. Now I need you to finish this doomsday device. When you say doomsday, um, could I use it to... I feel like doomsday is not that complex. Um... <laughs> Okay, I would like to make this hurt the clowns, but not my friends. Is that possible? We can ensure doomsday for a specific target, I suppose. Even though that is less fun. Um, well, I wouldn't want to get started off too strong. You know, got to leave something for later. So, uh, what do I... Tell me what I need to do. Okay, let us continue with the construction. I have some parts here for you. We in the middle of like combat still. Yeah, so everyone is fighting in the background as this is going on. <laughs> yeah, we but, can switch over uh, to them, see what they're doing while I'm like feverishly building. Yes. So Miles, uh, to see how well you're able to uh, do what General Beep is trying to have you do here, I would like you to roll uh, act under pressure because there is a high pressure situation going on in the background. I would say that's accurate. All right, that is uh, three plus four plus one. So an eight. I'll take that. Okay. Um, as a reminder for this uh, whole session that's going to be happening here today, because these roles are going to be fairly important, you all have luck, and not a single one of you have used a single point of luck yet. Luck yeah, will luck. change whatever your role is into a complete success. I will tell you, do not be afraid to use that today. Rad. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stick with my game. You all have seven points of luck, and none of you have used any of it yet. Because <laughs> you are if all you... just trying to level up. Because <laughs> we you, never fail rolls fail either. Roll, if you fail a roll and then use luck, do you not get the experience? That's correct. Um, that's how, that's I'm how not actually sure works. if that's right. I, I think I checked that once. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember. Uh, if you checked it, I'll, I'll believe it. We can double check okay. it if we need to, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Okay. Uh, so you rolled eight, or were you using luck? Eight. Okay, eight. Um, would you mind reading what the results for that is? Sure. I don't have um, 
On a 7 to 9, the keeper is going to give you a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. Okay, we will address that later then. So let us jump back to the combat that has been going on while uh, Miles has been dealing with this little girl. So uh, between Ned and Agnes, uh, Ben already took the action to uh, jinx the Calliope and further uh, distracted uh, the clowns in that direction. You all have an opportunity, um, and an additional opportunity has been gained upon uh, whoever you want to target here uh, from um, from Magnolia's actions. So Ned or Agnes, either of you can go first. What would you like to do? I think plan is uh, I'm going to try to pull the big guy out from whatever he's doing. Um, okay. And I think, uh, depending on the role goes, Benji's there, and I know it's on uh, Hannah's turn, but I think she would help out in this situation just because she's there. Is that correct, Hannah? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If she has a turn or not. But Ned is super, super ready to help out, and this is okay. that is definitely <laughs> Ned's plan. And he might get to use his level up ability. Maybe. Okay, so uh, what are you doing here exactly? I think we're just yanking him. Uh, like physically? Yeah. He is on... He's like 30 yards at least away from you at the moment. Would you like to use magic to do that? Or would you like to uh, use your... Um, I'm not in harpy form strength. right now. So I think I'm just going to go brute strength. If you would like to uh, change to harpy, I think in the amount of time that it takes you to run from the edge over to him, uh, I can give that to you. Oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. So uh, as you're running, you kick off your shoes, uh, flap out your arms, and uh, your feathers sprout along your arms, and you become a harpy again. Uh, So are you using magic to now push, or uh, sort of just like doing a flight tackle with your talons and pushing him outward? Uh, I'm going to try like a a flight tackle. So I I already have the power of flight, obviously, so I'm just going to try to grab him by my talons and yeet him out of the tent okay cool uh roll to kick some ass then Ooh. so that one two three roll that would be a six so i think i might use luck on this one <laughs> it was it was a rolling. six it was a six Oof. okay uh yeah luck would be a good decision there so you uh fly forward um, and try to dig your talons into uh, Pius's figure. But as you do, uh, the parts of him that you grab sort of uh, deflate, like they were not a real part of him, like they were a balloon or something, uh, and they fall apart. But uh, with your momentum, you spread your wings outward and then feel uh, a surge of wind pick up behind your wings and under your feathers and you are able to still tackle and push Pius out of the tent. Uh, As you do, he uh, tries to grab onto you. He deals uh, one harm to you. um, And how much do your talons do? 
two harm. Two harm. Uh, ignore armor, uh, correct? I, yeah, it's ignore armor, and it's actually three, because I had a plus one arm to base, and my base is claws, so it's right. three arms. You deal so much damage. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you do that. Um, I think uh, since you were trying to push him out of the tent and you spent a luck point here to do it, uh, you do. The wind carries both of you uh, outward, um, and there is a, a partition in the side of the tent here that leads um, into a, a side corridor of the tent. Um, there's still like an outer flap that's there, uh, but you're sufficiently far away from uh, any of the other clowns, um, and Eugene won't be able to get over to you in time either. So next up would be Ned. Ned, uh, you just saw uh, Anya's change into a harpy grab onto this clown uh, parts of the clown deflate but she continued to claw and pushed him all the way out of the tent uh, you're able to follow if you so wish what would you like to do here yeah um so as this as this harpy form gets transformed uh ned with his with his puny little human legs is uh is just trying to keep up these these dang harpies why they gotta fly so fast <laughs> And he is, uh, he is following along out of the tent where where they had like tumbled underneath the area. Okay. And I think that's the the action that he's gonna do. He's gonna get to the other side of that flap, um, and he's gonna see just like, um, just like Anyas and Pius in in melee and. He doesn't he doesn't really know what to do, so he's going to channel his past lives and he'd be like, uh Oh uh, Grandpa Rick, you were you were a soldier. What, what would you be doing here? And so so we're gonna roll past lives to see if we can we can pull Grandpa Rick's uh combat experience from like seventy two years ago. Go for it. Okay. All right. We will roll plus weird. That is a two and a four plus two. Wait. Plus one is seven. Okay. That's a mixed success. And so that is fine for me. On a seven to nine, your past life has a little experience with this. Ask the keeper one of the questions um, below. So... I think that we're going to ask how did a past life deal with uh with this situation? It's a blank, so we're gonna say um I say uh grandpa Rick, I, I, we're fighting all sorts of weird creepy things out here. How how did you how did you do this? Well, Ned, uh, to, to be honest, we sort of just dug a trench and uh, tried to make sure no one crossed the line. So, uh, if your focus is this uh, pious fella, maybe you hold the line and let uh, the, the monstrous half-harpy lady take care of that one and make sure no one else gets by you. Grandpa Rick, you're the best. Grandpa Rick, you're the greatest. I have the greatest I'm ideas. Well, alrighty then. Uh, Grandpa Ned, Grandpa Ned, I'm Ned. <laughs> Grandpa Rick gives 
gives uh the the best advice is there uh do i see any conveniently placed shovels nearby me um no i think there was a ticket booth that you can maybe turn over here though Ooh, a ticket booth that i'm gonna turn over yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start doing that i'm gonna i'm gonna watch over for this for this monstrous half harpy here if uh if she needs any help and we're gonna turn over the ticket booth and get ready Okay, cool. You uh, turn over the ticket booth, uh, like sort of set up behind it, uh, and prepare to stop anyone who's trying to follow you out here. Ben, uh, you were able to follow both Ned and Agnes to this point. Uh, what would you like to do now? Um, I think I'm just gonna... Uh... So is Pius on the ground? So he... I will say that... Uh, Pius has not been able to fully react to the current situation just yet. Um, I think after you take your action, it's very likely that he will be able to. Uh, but currently, he is sort of wrapped up with a uh, half-harpy who has dug her talons into him. Um, okay. I... Let me see what I can do with magic. Um... All of us are so okay. magical. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I'm going to use magic and try to freeze him so he can't move. Okay. Um, is that one of the ef effects of... Yeah, so effect? trap of specific person, minion, or monster. I think that falls under okay. that. Yeah, sure, that works. Uh, go ahead and roll with <clears throat> some weird then. Plus weird. All right, let's do this. Oh no, that's a six. A six total, um, or yeah, six total. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want, I think that Ned could potentially help out here, uh, since the action he took wasn't really uh, com combative. I think that he's in a position where he could uh, provide some assistance here. Oh yeah, and boy, would I love to! <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll help out. We'll help out our friend Ben here, and we'll roll them dice. Wait, do I still get experience for that? For failing um, that move? That is a good question. I don't think you do if he's able to help you out. So I rolled. You trying to level up. You're already ahead of the rest of us. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, you don't need any more levels. So I rolled a three and a three plus one cool is seven for helping seven. out. Okay, so Which that... grants plus two to your roll due to helping hand. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it does. Cool. I forgot that you have that. Um, Damn. All right, so that's an eight. Uh, so that allows uh, Ned to help, but that does put Ned into the line of danger. So um, I think that what happens is uh, Ben is running up and uh, is sort of unsteady running into here uh, wasn't quite as prepared as he needed to be uh, What what is the description of when it's uh, a mixed success for a um, use magic roll uh, it works imperfectly choose your effect and a glitch and then uh, the, you will decide what the, the effect the glitch has right so i get to choose the glitch and i guess you get to decide what that actually means um yes so either the effect is weakened the effect is of short duration you take one harm ignore armor um 
the magic draws immediate unwelcome attention and it has a problematic side effect. So I think I'm just going to take one harm. Okay. So I think that um, as you're running up to here, there is the uh, Calliope clown has gotten off of the Calliope now uh, and was trying to push it into uh Ben and knock Ben out of the way so that you would not be able to perform this magic. Um, but Ned is able to uh, reach up and uh, get into the way of it, push the opposite end of the calliope so that the clown isn't able to uh, get into Ben's way. So you're able to stop that clown, but now that clown has its focus on you and uh, you are able to look out and see that Eugene has also started rolling your way. And Eugene looks like a normal happy clown because Miles is on the other side of the room and you do not have anti-mimetic vision. What a happy clown. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, so then when Ben gets into the room here, you uh, try to cast this magic on to Pius. Um, I think of it as like snow from a snow from a snow video game level, you know, like ice mm -hmm. uh, to freeze him. You just <laughs> you um, you took one harm, correct? Is what your action was? Yes, okay. I, t I took one harm as my glitch. So you're able to uh, hit Pius. Uh, as you're casting this magic, um, it, it does, as you were saying, um, and Anyas is able to roll out of the way, realizing that you were about to cast something. Um, Pius looks like uh, he freezes for a moment and then uh, starts to roll away from the part of him that you froze. And you see that the part that you froze uh, was a balloon. It was a wildly large, uh, extended, tied-up balloon that a clown would have. It sort of looks like a clump of several of those uh, dog ones, or maybe a few hats. Uh, but he rolls away from it and uh, prepares to uh, take an action against you all now. Anyas, what would you like to do? <laughs> Hey, Kenneth. Yes. Um, real quick, could I just add a, a little bit of uh, flavor to how I helped out Ben? Sure. And so um, so when Ben is bursting into the room unsteady and with a clown, like, right behind him, Ned has knocked over the ticket booth, and he's, like, he's like ready. He's watching for anything to come through, and he sees Ben. He's like, okay, that's great. And the clown, right behind him, and so he's going to... He's going to take one of his shots, and it, it probably misses, but uh, he fires his pistol, boom, and uh, knocks the, the clown behind Ben off kilter so that he isn't able to, to get to Ben. Uh, at this point, the calliope has stopped, and upon hearing a gunshot ring out, I think that you hear not panics from the crowd, um but concerned murmurs. No further developments for the moment, but 
Anyas, you are now standing in front of, um, it looks like about half of Pius's mass is gone now, and you can more clearly see that some of the weird protrusions that were there were balloon animals, uh, balloon hats, etc. What would you like to do? Considering I've had this gun on me for so long, <laughs> Are we getting and I've the never shotgun? used it, I think... <laughs> I think my move here is to fire off some shots in an attempt to pop the remaining balloons that haven't been popped. Okay, yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Um, go ahead and roll to kick some ass. That's a seven. Seven, okay. On a seven plus, uh, you and whatever you are fighting inflict harm to each other. The amount of harm is based on established dangers in the game. Uh, okay. So, uh, as you, uh, take the shotgun off of your shoulder from its sling, uh, you try to grip it with your harpy arms, since they are now feathered, is a bit more awkward, which gives, uh, Pius a moment to grab some of the balloons, uh, that had made up his body and toss them in your direction. As you fire at these balloons, uh, they make a very loud pop. And uh, a bit goes through and is able to make contact with him. Uh, it looks like the amount of damage that you do to him is a bit less than what you would expect a shotgun to do. Some of the balloons did get in the way. Um, how much damage does your shotgun do normally? Uh, three harm. Everything hurts so much. Um, so the balloons that fly at you, uh, they pop and uh, make a very loud noise and uh, a bit of shrapnel flies out of them. You take another two harm, I think is what I had set for it. You get the sense that it did not do quite as much damage as uh, a normal shotgun should do, but he is not looking terrific at the moment. Uh, are there any noticeable balloons still on him? There are. He's about at like a third of what his original mass was, but as okay. you uh, look at him further, you see that there's like some unblown balloons that are like strapped to his hip. So if he has a chance to blow some of them up, uh, there might be some other complications you run into. Uh, Point of order. Yes. You said he's at about a third of his original mass. Are we talking mass or volume? Uh, because otherwise that's a <laughs> lot of balloons he had. <laughs> volume. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, and it would not be a third of his original mass, I guess. It'd be about like a third of what originally was balloons is left. <laughs> He still has right. normal, okay. like, gotcha. uh, humanoid mass, I suppose. Um, so uh, what level of harm are you sitting at now, Anyas? Uh, I'm at three harm. Three harm, okay. Yeah, not looking great. Uh, if you take any more, you will start to become unstable. So just be careful. Um, I believe now... Uh, Either Ben or Ned, you can go. Uh, Ned, since you were helping out Ben, uh, I think the order is maybe a little messed up, but uh, I think either of you, it makes sense to go at the moment. Well, 
You see, the thing about going is that I don't have anything particular to change about what I'm already doing. So uh, the clown who had tried pushing the calliope towards Ben, you stopped. Um, and you see Eugene is now also rolling closer. Um, if you don't take an action against Eugene, Eugene will come upon you here. Um, if you do, you're able to distract him long enough for uh, Ben and Agnes to continue their assault. Ah, okay. That does sound like a plan. I had not realized I could see Eugene. Um, so, seeing Eugene rolling up towards us, then I am going to do my best. Oh, but Grandpa Rick said, hold the line, but I gotta protect my friends. Let's see. Um, Hannah, do you have an, an action in mind? Uh, I will kick some ass, I guess. I've got a knife. Okay, Can I use yeah, that? Sure. Uh, if you want to continue using magic, you can do harm with magic, but... How much harm does the knife do? Because I think I can only do one harm with the... With magic. Really? Hmm. Uh, one second. Yeah, inf inflict harm, one harm, ignore armor. M magic obvious, I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, all my moves are, like, mind stuff. <laughs> Not, it doesn't do any... I guess I could... I got jinxing that, that that can do harm, but that also only does one harm. You're, you're more of a utility magic kind of guy. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agnes is more of a fight slash... A kick-ass magic, magic yeah. Magic kind of gal. Uh, Big Knife does one harm. I don't think you should because um, when Agnes shot him with a gun, it looked like it didn't do as much damage as normal. Oh, okay. Well, let's not pull out the knife then. I'll just use magic. Okay, then we'll do some magic i'll just like fucking shoot lightning from my hands or okay. something um uh because lightning is popular in this podcast roll plus weird and that is ooh, that's 11 mm. okay um magic works without issues choose your effect um inflict harm Inflict harm. Okay. Uh, yeah. You inflict one harm, ignore armor. So you make a little 16-bit uh, cloud that appears up above the head of Pius, uh, and he feels like a single 16-bit raindrop fall on his head, looks up, and immediately <laughs> gets struck with a bolt of uh, pixelated lightning. Ben uses thunder. <laughs> A, a small dialogue box <laughs> appears at the bottom. Super effective. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, he's still kicking. Not doing terribly well, but still, still here. Um, it looks like he has grabbed uh, some of the balloons that are at his hip and uh, is attempting to blow some of them up. Uh, nothing bad happens yet. Ned, uh, what would you like to do? All right. 
I've been I've been thinking and I don't have a lot of a whole lot of options besides a used gun but I will ask <laughs> is there <laughs> um you know like on on stage or whatever they'll have like uh, crooks to to pull people off of the stage like a, like a shepherd's <laughs> crook or something uh that would be in the maintenance area like the back okay. employee area probably not sure. leaning up against the ticket counter yeah th- I, that is a great thought but i can't justify it in my head <laughs> yeah that's that's very fair it was a uh, that was a long shot so um besides that i i do not have a huge number of options so i'm going to try um ned is going to rush behind uh, behind Ben, where Ben came from, I'll be like, "You, you focus on Pius. I'll, uh, I'll look out for Eugene." And he's going to just like uh, stand behind, trying to interpose himself between uh, him and his friends. He's gonna say, "Hey, you big brute, stay away, stay away from them." Okay. And if if he if he is gonna if he is gonna come closer, there's like the the clown underneath. It's just like a giant bulbous uh clown shaped thing currently it looks like a ball to you okay oh it's so it's it uh it does look like a ball we'll tell Mm -hmm. you what uh in the heat of the moments ned's not thinking super hard about it he's gonna try to pop the pop the ball with his gun okay uh (laughs) about what he what he may or may not remember actually did he ever see it i don't think ned was ever there when he Um... could see it as a clown I think that because when you he were... was he was in the Ferris wheel the right. second time, and him and uh, him and God Lucas Rain. was up there with you. Yeah, but uh, we saw it as a ball because we were up top of the Ferris wheel, and the other yeah. time that they saw it during the parade, me and Miles weren't there yet. I think as you were entering uh, the big top tent area, though, like you were able to peek in the flap, and you probably saw not up close but from a distance you would have seen that the clowns didn't look right so i don't know if you were observant enough to see that it was a a clown and not a ball but i'll justify it as ned does not know that it is a clown in the shape of a ball and he's going to try to pop the big ball that he's riding over on okay sounds good uh do gun okay we'll do gun and that'll be uh kick some ass i guess yes roll to kick some ass okay that's a six and a two is eight minus one is seven okay uh so you shoot ball uh it whimpers and stops rolling Ah. Uh, Ah. and then eugene falls off the ball because it suddenly stopped uh and flies towards you uh as he does uh tries to grab onto you with um you can't see but his hands are wiry thin and uh quite sharp at the tips they are uh almost Blech. exposed bony like uh he stabs into your arm and you take one harm ah. and from my perspective it's just like this guy and his fingers that is sticking into my arm. Yes, it looks like normal <laughs> fingers. <laughs> okay, back to Anyas. Oh boy. So remind me he is, how... Uh, Pius is looking pretty, pretty worse yeah, for wear here. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. 
Um, in that case, I don't want to use uh, my gun again. I think one turn for my gun for this entire campaign is about enough. So uh, one thing I will say here with the now third gunshot going off, the murmuring that was going on in the crowd uh, is now more panicked screams. Uh, and you don't see what Icky's reaction is to this, but you feel the air in the general direction uh, that she is in begin to get hotter. Good thing we got our sneaky miles behind. Yeah, I think I'm just going to try to rush it and do some more damage to Pius. Okay, go for it. Uh, are you doing magic or are you doing uh, claws or gun? I'm doing claws again. Okay, go for it. Roll to kick some ass. Ho-ho! That's 11 plus 2. So we got a 13. 11 plus 2. Goodness. Yeah, you got him. Uh, so you... Hold on. On a 10 plus, you still take damage, right? Oh, on a 10 plus, you uh, choose one effect. You gain the advantage, take plus one forward. Man, I should have done that earlier when you rolled. But uh, Or you give plus one forward to another hunter. Uh, you inflict terrible harm. You suffer less harm. Um, just to move this along, you take one less harm. Uh, he's not able to harm you back, so you're not able to go down awesome. here. Uh, you dig your claws into uh, Pius, who had been trying to blow up another balloon to create some more armor or a weapon for himself. Uh, you tear directly through the balloon he was trying to blow up and uh, grab onto his shoulders, throw him to the ground, um, and he stops moving. Doesn't look deceased, but looks out cold for sure. Um, and as... He falls to the ground and stops moving. You feel the air uh, that had started to heat up in the big top tent begin to cool back down. And uh, all of the clowns who are uh, around and about in this area sort of just calm down a bit. They stop reacting in the way they were. Uh, aside from Eugene, Eugene is uh, rushing over to Pius uh, to check up on his condition. Congratulations, you have incapacitated Pius. Yay! 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 Um, should, <laughs> uh, should someone incapacitate Eugene too, you think? Miles shouts from across the ring. Yeah, how's that weapon of mass destruction going? <laughs> Eugene doesn't seem focused on attacking you. You can try to attack him if you'd like. I, Jacob, just don't want him blowing up balloons to, like, revive Pius or some crap. I don't know. Ah, balloons were Pius's thing. I don't know how these clowns work. So shouldn't this, like, once we once we down, down Pius, then Magnolia springs into action? Yes. So, uh, you turn your attention back towards the big top tent. You, uh, as you start to walk back in, uh, people in the crowd here have already started uh, sort of rushing out. Uh, they're not exactly sure what's going on, but they heard lots of gunshots 
and um, the clowns sort of are standing idly by, not really knowing entirely what's going on, and I guess sort of helping people move along out of here as uh, they realize that what they were trying to do is no longer working. So uh, you head back into the main room and Icky has uh, lowered to the floor and uh, looks fairly upset and is heading in the direction of the three of you who were uh, incapacitating Pius. As she is walking in your direction, Magnolia drops to the floor uh, in front of her and stops her from uh, approaching any further upon you all. She interposes between you and talks to Veronica, saying, Ver Veronica, stop, stop. You, you don't have to... You don't have to do this anymore. You don't have to hurt anymore. Stop. You you know me. I'm Magnolia. I know everything about you. I know you're the best magician there is. Not just the real magic either. The, the sleight of hand, the disappearing axe, everything. I know that you came here because you were running from a home that wouldn't accept you for who you are. and not just for the magic. And I know deep down that you love the people of the circus and, and want to protect everyone here. I, I also know you don't have to be a clown anymore. You don't have to be icky anymore. You, you don't have to hurt anymore to protect everyone. I am strong enough and and everyone else here at the circus is strong enough to stand with you now to protect the circus. You don't have to rely on the clowns. Rely on me. My magic is strong enough to support you. And my love is strong enough to bring you back. Magnolia embraces Veronica. And uh, those of you who are on looking to the current situation, you uh, look at the appearance of Veronica. She, uh, as a clown, as Icky, is wearing a magician's outfit, uh, stereotypical top hat and all. Uh, this outfit is all red. Um, it's a, a nice sort of mahogany red. She also has uh, white face paint, it looks like, um, with some blue and red accents uh, to it. And uh, as they embrace each other, the face paint of Icky begins to fade away. And... As Magnolia holds Veronica in her arms, Veronica passes out. <laughs> she falls asleep and uh, is now taking a likely very well-deserved rest. Magnolia turns to you all. Uh, her eyes are full of tears. And she says, 
Thank you. All of you. Hello, everyone. This is your Keeper, Kenneth. I hope you're enjoying our finale of the Circus arc. Uh, I've enjoyed it every step of the way, and I hope that you've enjoyed listening to it as well. First off, uh, thank you to Jacob, uh, the person who plays our character, Miles. Um, he did the editing for this episode for this week so I could spend more time working on the uh, story that we'll have going forward. So, I appreciate him helping out with the editing of the episodes uh, so we can get our uh, content out to you on a regular schedule. He also edited um, our mini episode a bonus thing that we did uh, a couple weeks ago now. Uh, that was with Sluggo, uh, and that was a fun thing to record. Um, if you haven't had the chance to listen to that, go listen to that. Uh, Give some background to the character of Sluggo and a little bit of Manny as well, uh, but do that after you finish this episode. <laughs> If you have not gotten enough of my sweet and sultry voice, uh, you can also go listen to me on uh, SCP Archives. It's a SCP podcast that reads off the different articles and entries of SCPs on the wiki. The voice acting for it is terrific, and uh, not talking about myself, I do okay, and the other people who are on there uh, are absolutely amazing. I am in episode 5005 for Lamplight and 4935 for Hereafter. If you become a patron for them, uh, you should eventually be able to listen to the episode that Hannah will be featured in as well. I'm not actually sure which one she will be in, but as far as I know, it's not out yet. So uh, try to find that. And if you're on their Patreon, you can listen to her too. So since this arc is ending, we're going to have a few episodes coming up after this that are uh, an interlude. Um, Just a fair warning, we're going to have some changes coming to the podcast um, just to to prepare you emotionally. Uh, There will be some changes, but uh, next episode, we'll cover this more. Just stay tuned. Thank you, as always, to Michael Winton for the music. There's also a new tune that's in here as well, uh, but that was done by me. I was able to throw something together. So uh, Michael did other stuff. I did this, and you will hear that soon. There's also a new uh, video game out that's SCP-themed. It's uh, Josie, Project Josie. Uh, it is about one of the scps uh named josie it is a half cat that is uh, like split down the torso but anomalously it's interesting but uh there's a video game out that uh a lot of the people who run scp archives uh like tom Murray parsons did the music for it um i'm gonna try to stream that at some point so go follow us on twitter if you haven't already uh and you'll find an update there eventually if i ever figure out how to stream but i would like to do that soon so but i won't hold you any longer let's get you back into the episode i hope you enjoy this whole encounter miles has had a little robot whispering words of murder into his ear so i just want you guys to appreciate that (laughs) okay uh as magnolia is seated here holding veronica you can see off in the distance um manny is sort of stepped out of the tent and just looking onward at what's going on gives a solemn nod and walks back Uh, into the maintenance area. 
Miles is continuing to tinker. I was gonna ask if uh if evil fake Lucas steps out beside Manny because it was um, evil fake Lucas all along, and they they look <laughs> over and survey their their grounds. Uh, evil fake Lucas does not step out. Darn. But from the side partition of the tent where you all had incapacitated Pius, you do hear a new voice. One familiar to Agnes, however. <laughs> well, well done, Miss Agnes. Oh, if, if I'm honest, if I'm truly honest, I, I did not think you had it in you. Uh, I mean, tricking everyone into thinking you are helping them bring down Manny and the clowns so that some weak fools could take over. Just to stab them all in the back when they felt most comfortable. Simply brilliant. Simply, simply brilliant. I, I admit, uh, Icky, I, or I suppose Veronica, I, I could not have really dealt with her if she was still a clown. But now, I have no problems. Now I just have to figure out where Manny is, kill him, and take my circus back. Truly well done. I, I, I could not have written it better myself. Do you have any, anything to say for yourself? I'd, I'd, I mean, thank you. I mean, what's the difference? One bad guy, another bad guy. At least we stopped the worst bad guy. Uh, Magnolia is sitting on the ground, uh, just mouth agape. Uh, Anyas, what did you do? I made a deal to get information. Do you do you realize who he is? Not really. I assumed he was the leader of the circus at the time. Oh no, Miss Anyas. I <laughs> I'm not the leader. I used to be, but then ah, I mean, it, I suppose it is a bit confusing my name being on the posters, the signs everywhere. Now that you mention it, it really should be mine. Don't you agree, Magnolia? She sits in silence, head drooped in defeat. Yeah, you know, they really should have taken those signs down, huh? You would, you would think, huh? But no. It used to be mine, but then I took a small hiatus because I was getting much older and I needed to find a way to ensure that the circus could live on and that I could live on so that the Herman Fuller name would never die out. I was searching for immortality. And I'll admit it was difficult. I tried to find it while I was still with the circus, too. I found some 
Russian fellow, Rasputin, uh, that situation did not work out ideally. As I was tearing out his liver, I did get some information about what I could do to maybe get my immortality. And it turns out there are a certain family of half-harpies that have just what I need. Doesn't my complexion look a bit better than than when you last saw me, Miss Agnes? There is a bit more color to the tone of his skin and a slight increase to the amount of meat on his bones. He was fairly frail before, but he has looked like he has decreased in age. Ah. Yes, and look at what you just helped me do. Regain control of the circus so that I can have control of one of you. Because, as you see, Magnolia is one of the employees of this circus. So truly thank you so much for selling out your sister, who you hardly even remember. How disappointing was that, Magnolia, to, to know that she didn't even remember you, and the first thing she does is sell you out. Go to hell, Fuller. Already living at Sweetheart. Anyway, I'm going to go kill Manny now and take over the circus. Uh, you all just wait here. How about, how does that sound? Good, good. I'm going to go kill Manny. Be right back. Uh, he uh, starts walking off towards the back tent area. Um, I assume as Fuller was doing his monologue, uh, Miles is just sort of like side shifting, like around the perimeter trying to get like closer to uh benjing that yeah, I, I think fuller is uh starting to walk off towards the maintenance area as you walk up to the group here uh herb and fuller already left right so i just asked magnolia so i just don't understand like what's keeping you here that we've gotten rid of the owner or the current owner of the the carnival so like why can't you just leave uh, you have to be whenever you join you have to be accepted by whoever's the leader and dismissed by whoever is the leader it's a harsh condition and in hindsight a fallacy but it's what we have so even if we killed Herman Fuller, that wouldn't solve anything because he has to personally dismiss you? Manny can. Manny is our current leader. Oh. Wait, so Herman Fuller... Uh, okay. I I'm, I'm catching on. So we should probably go stop him from killing Manny? You... We don't stand a chance against Fuller... I, I don't think Manny does either. He's on the level that Icky was, but now Icky is Veronica again. But we've got all of us, and you said you were—you thought you were strong enough to help sort of supplement. With 
Veronica, but she's... She's out cold. Well, maybe we can just stall it. We gotta try something. I mean, if if he gets to Manny, then it, it's all it all falls apart anyway. So we gotta try. Okay, I'm out of ideas. I did what I was trying to do, and I I don't I don't know what's left. Would would Manny let you go? Uh, quick, uh, keeper question for Kenneth. Yes. Um, the the general population of the circus doesn't like Herman Fuller. Am I correct? Yes. The only people you can suspect maybe do would be like the clowns, but uh, and we don't like the clowns. The clowns. Yes. Should we rally some forces? Viva la revolution! <laughs> Yes. There we go. And since the, because wasn't was time like time was slowing down as it got closer to the time of the of the ritual and the further you away. Since the rituals like over, we incapacitated Pius. I think that was part of his effect. We could like get to the to the other people now. Uh, probably. If you recall what Manny told uh Sluggo to do, he told. Sluggo to gather up the people and move them further away from the center. Yes. We could have a couple people go try to delay Fuller while a couple people go run and grab the group of folks. We could get Sluggo! That's really all I'm hoping for. (laughs) (laughs) But also the lady that has my blood (laughs) to show her that we (laughs) to show her that we did what she asked. Also that one. Okay, so me and Miles will go get Sluggo specifically, and then the rest of you can spread out to the others. There we go. No. No, the others are gonna (laughs) the others are gonna go hold up, try to delay Fuller. Yeah, distract Fuller. And we're going to go get Sluggo, who should be with everybody else, because he was supposed to yes. collect everybody. Awesome. So uh, Magnolia tells you they're all the way at the entrance to the park. I don't think you can get there and back in time. Fuller is determined. It seems. Man, if only we unless like, you have a way of getting there and back quick. If only we could fly or something. <laughs> I I mean we can't I can't carry the whole circus back here. So the concern is that they won't be able to get back in time. So uh at this point uh Lucas comes running up. <sighs> okay. Whew. All right, that was weird. Um hey, good job. It looks like you took out the clowns. Um uh, are you okay? What where did where were you? Uh I don't know. Manny like threw me off somewhere else and i found um the items the flash drives that i was looking for uh so that's great but other than that i um i was sort of just like really disoriented for a while and then manny walked off somewhere else so um yeah but i got these flash drives whatever they do well uh great if we if we got a computer around we could see that but we gotta find a way to get the slug yeah maybe not the time um we gotta stop fuller somehow uh i don't know if, if we can't get to everybody else we're just gonna have to charge in maybe we can send a signal somehow um are there any like pyrotechnics or anything around 
I'm thinking if we can make a big explosion in the middle of the park, that'll tell everybody clearly something is going wrong with the ceremony. Does Veronica still have the the powers? They're not pyrotechnics because they have magic. Like okay, magic, so. fair. <laughs> can Veronica still? Does she still she's have magic? She's uh, she's passed oh, yeah, she's out after. That's right. Yeah. Um, declowning. Uh, I can probably make one. I'm all over it. Uh, would they be able to see it, Kenneth? If you light the big top on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arson, that always works. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, you can you can try to do that. Okay. Um, did we speak the, the signal thing in character? I don't remember if we did or not. We can do it now. Um, okay. Can we... We need to send a signal or something, and maybe we can just go straight to Fuller, and maybe the the other people can find us there. I uh, I think I can start a fire, hopefully a contained one, but I can, I can give it a shot. I mean, I don't even frankly contain it. Care if it's contained. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. And so, uh, is the is the tent like empty? Are people have people vacated the tent for the most part? Uh, I think so. And the clowns are still sort of standing around confused. Okay, I am going to run to the the other side of the tent where we are not going and starting a fire over there. <laughs> so it, so uh, we're not immediately close to the fire. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to use magic. Okay, that is a nine. To uh, do one thing that is beyond human limitations, starting a fire automatically. If you want to have some help, you can get help to improve that to can, can we? Can I have Miles uh, help out by? Um, okay, can Miles like go with her and like try to like point out some spots where it might be v- most visible from the outside? Like he'll stay on the other side of the tent and be like scoping it out from outside i I don't (laughs) i think it would make more sense to try to have the magical person who has wind okay uh, that's fair fuel the fire what i said i'm just good at helping out so i wanted to try to do it (laughs) okay and does you i think it makes more sense for anya's to try to help here does your weapon of mass destruction cause fires i have no idea what it does and i'm not willing to find out yet It's fair. It's not built yet, so you should keep oh, tinkering okay. with it. I'm tinkering. Okay. Anyas, would you roll uh, to help out? Uh, yep. That's a 10, and what do you add to that? Cool. Cool. So that would be a 9. Okay. I, I don't have much consequence for this. Uh, you're able to create a fire um and you're not sure if this is able to signal the other members that there is something wrong or not uh but the clowns start moving out of the tent and heading uh out of the park as well and uh flash back to ben's premonition that would have been so many sessions ago yeah i barely remember it (laughs) You remember clowns marching out of the park and people screaming and a fire behind them. 
you have not prevented this outcome. You directly caused it. Oh, damn. <laughs> sure did, didn't wow. we? Wow. <laughs> great. We caused exactly all of those things. Oh, good. Yep. <laughs> well, cool. It, no it, experience for you. It was us. No experience for me. Damn, Kenneth, you called that shot like nobody's <laughs> business. <laughs> yeah, what? Or are you just changing it after... I, I'm almost certain those three factors were exactly what I said. I don't have it written down, so I can't contest you on it. <laughs> it's fine. You've gotten enough experience anyway. We had the little girl screaming. True. We had we shot guns. Some people were probably yelling at that. We set fire to the tent, which made all the clowns march out. A plus. A plus. It. Uh, all, right, all right, let's go. Let's go stop Fuller. Miles is going to start running in that direction. Okay. Um, you run into, like, the maintenance area. Um, as you're running this way, I think Lucas uh, tries to run beside Ben and be like, Hey, so these uh, flash drives that I got, uh, I, I sort of got them thinking that it might be helpful to you. So I don't know if you want to try them out and or at some point and see if they do anything, but uh, maybe you want to hold on to one or two or something. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, thanks. I'll I'll take one. Okay. Um. Let's roll a random number. Can one of you roll a d6 for me? Uh, yes, I can. Two. So, two. That means you get, uh, so the designation of the Pixel Buddies, which are a collection of flash drives, uh, is SCP-4867. Or, oh, whoa. Oh, that's a typo. They have one of them backwards. Oh. Um, it's SCP-4876. Hmm. Maybe I should go in and change that. Whatever. Uh, 4876. You get 4876-B, which is texty. It is a uh, thing that you, when you plug into your computer, it's supposed to be a helper on your computer that uh, displays just a text box that gives you uh, helpful advice. Uh, so it commonly enjoys uh, producing short stories uh, upon the request of whoever is using it. Um, as Ben grabs it, you briefly flash back to when you were first possessed by the 16-bit entity that currently possesses you. When you tried to unplug the flash drive that held the corrupt game from your computer, you somehow got electrocuted in some way that allowed the entity to possess you. You feel something similar when you grab onto this flash drive. And as you do, there is a small spark of what might be static electricity that occurs, and uh, up in front of your face uh, appears a small purple speech bubble that just says hello pal uh 
Oh, that's weird. Uh, uh, okay, that I didn't know that was going to happen. Short on time. Let's go. Wait, so I so other people can see it. I'm not the only one that can see it. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Wild. Okay. Ned's <laughs> up in front with Miles. We didn't see it. <laughs> He's not going to pull out his notepad and immediately question you about it. Not yet. <laughs> So you run, uh, try to go through the flap uh, that leads into the maintenance area. Uh, you throw it open and step through and try to run in. And then when you do, you re-enter the tent from a, a side entrance further away from the maintenance entrance. It just circled back in. Wait, we left the tent and now we're stuck back in the tent? Yes, you tried to leave through the maintenance uh, employees only entrance and it threw you back into the center again. Well, rats, we really burned the house down around us, didn't we? Oh god, are we in the we're in the burning tent and we can't leave? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. It is a very large <laughs> tent. Uh there are the side uh entrances that you could potentially leave out of. Did we see other people leaving out of any specific entrance or exit? Yes, the side entrances. Uh, they did not exit through the maintenance uh, area. Let, let, let's head for those. And Miles heads for one of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I go. You head for a side uh, exit. You are able to exit the tent. And uh, as you do, you exit out uh generally where you initially entered the tent sort of uh in Manny's personal tent area uh Veronica is being carried by Magnolia by the way she has not been left behind oh yeah uh we need that <laughs> um and as you exit through this area uh you see Manny's tent, and as you look in that direction, uh, a figure is launched out of the front of the tent and tumbles quite a ways and lands near you. It is Manny. He looks unconscious. Uh, rats, um, let, let, let's get over there. Can I go check on Manny, see if he's breathing? Sure. Uh, go ahead and run over there and roll Act Under Pressure. Get to roll whole dice if I can find it. One second. I asked you if you had your dice. I did, and I think my cat took And you I said you did. It, so I'm just going to roll one twice. <laughs> oh, sure, Six, your dog ate your homework. One. Seven plus... Uh, Act Under Pressure is plus one, so eight. Okay. Um... Ned, you have plus two yes. to help out if you want to try. And I was actually going to consider that if I'd like, yeah, if I go over there and also assist with my medical knowledge, we will try to help him out. But up. That is an eight plus one is a nine on my helping out. You get plus two is ten. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, you're able to go over there. Uh, you sort of just like gently tap the side of his face and he starts to rouse a bit he's definitely still good um just a bit winded and uh as you uh 
are able to rouse him back awake and uh, check up on him. Uh, you weren't paying attention to, well, uh, Fuller is right in front of you. He steps one foot onto the chest of Manny and leans towards you and says, Excuse me, young man, but this is mine. Now's my chance. I gotta use my, my doomsday weapon. Okay. Um, this will have a reduced effect. Okay, fine. I'm just trying to buy okay. time. Let's see what you got, Mr. Beep. And I pointed at him. I point the little device at him and pull a trigger, press a button. Act. I activate it. <laughs> Bop it. That is general beep to you. Okay, sorry, Mr. Beep. So, what is this? What would be the antithesis of the circus? Corporate living. <laughs> the DMV. Yeah. Well, no, that's kind of a... <laughs> the DMV. They have tickets at the DMV. So that's about it. Like a soul-sucking megacorporation. <laughs> uh, I know what it is. So, the device that you have just built is a very small portal gun. The function of this portal gun is to create a very small, about a centimeter uh, diameter wide hole that leads to the bottom of the ocean. This is essentially an extremely high pressure. Um, what's the, the name of it? Super Soaker? Nope. It's, it's an extremely high pressure water jet cutting device, uh, but it does look like a Super Soaker. You adapted a Super Soaker to do this. Okay, I mean, I as soon as water starts coming out, I'm pointing it at Fuller. Yeah, so you pull the trigger, point it at him. Uh, I think he has no idea what is coming here. You pull the trigger, and uh, he gets blasted backward um, very far. It doesn't look like it cut him, but he is launched uh, in a, like, fraction of a second very far away you're not sure how far herman fuller's blasting off again Ding. and uh as you do that your uh makeshift super soaker uh doomsday device quote unquote doomsday device it was just a very very powerful weapon <laughs> uh falls apart okay not bad not bad as a small portal opened to the bottom of the ocean, uh, Agnes, you did get a small headache for a moment there. Oh. Okay. Uh, so Manny is uh, on the ground and now freed of the bottom of the boot of uh, Herman Fuller and turns to you all and says, uh, right, which one of you made a deal with him? Uh, that would be me. Yeah. I had a feeling that might have been the case. What deal did you make? What were the specifics? I give him the circus back, and he gave me information that I needed. 
He wants the circus. He can have it. So at this point, uh, the fire that you set has roused the entirety of the employees at the park to the tent in the center. They are checking up on what happened here and trying to see if everything is okay, if everyone got out all right and as they come up here they see you all together here with Manny and uh, he looks out at everyone and begins to say well everyone it looks like we're done show's over he walks up to each person of the circus individually, starting with Magnolia. He says, Magnolia, I dismiss you. Veronica, I dismiss you. Sluggo, Finally taking your advice. Why don't you go start yourself a new circus, Sluggo? I dismiss you. Sluggo solemnly bows his head. Thank you, Manny. For doing the right thing. Manny continues going to each person and a wet and uh, fuming red Herman Fuller uh, comes back up in front of you all picks up Miles by the scruff of his shirt and says alright that was fun fun? is that the right word? no, that was that was whatever the opposite of fun is now, I'm going to kill you, and then I'm going to kill Manny, and I am going to have my immortality and my circus. Hey, Fuller, hate to break it to you, but you ain't got a circus no more. You see our, uh, our boy Manny over here? He just dismissed all these fine folk. Manny is still in the process of... Dismissive. <laughs> I'm bluffing, shut up. <laughs> he turns his head over to you and says, He what? Yeah, you see uh, all these all these folk here that, that you were concerned about. Uh, Magnolia, Veronica, a, a boy Sluggo. They're all, they're all out of here. They ain't got nothing to do with you no more, even if you do kill him. That's terrific. He uh, drops Miles then. And uh, at this point, Manny finishes up with the very last person uh, being the Zoltan, of course. 
And he turns back to Fuller and says, It's true, Fuller. There's nothing left, just the clowns. They were always yours anyway. I give up my position to you. It's all yours. It always was, wasn't it? I kept the name for you, even. Well, Manny, that's just terrific. I guess I don't have a harpy to control anymore. Unless... Hmm, let's see. If only I had a backup plan. Oh, yes, I do. Herman Fuller reaches into his pocket and pulls out a vial. Ben, you recognize this as the vial of your blood that you gave to the occult escapologist. Bottoms up, Benji. As he presses the bottle to his lips and begins to try to take a drink. Ben, could you roll Use Magic for me? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Um... Big F in chat for our boy Ben. Huge F. <laughs> Big F in the chat. <laughs> uh, plus weird. That is a nine. Okay. So, uh, if you'd like, you can use luck here. This is a very big roll. If there is a partial success here, it won't be too bad. But this would be a very good spot for you to use luck, or else there is going to be some consequences. Then, okay, then I'll use luck. So, as you see Herman Fuller attempting to drink your blood, you immediately reflexively reach up and try to do something about it. You try to cast some magic in order to hit him. With the current situation, it looks like he's still going to partially succeed with this attempt, but then everything freezes. Herman Fuller's arm is still raised with the bottle pressed to his lips. You look to your friends standing either side of you. They are also motionless and not reacting to anything currently going on. As this happens, at the bottom of your vision, a text box appears. You see the text scroll along, and it says, Hello, Benji. Uh, hello? You have become stronger. You can hear me more clearly now. What are you doing here? I am confused. I am a part of you, am I not? Unfortunately. Query. Why is this unfortunate? Well, I didn't really have a choice in the matter, did I? I am confused. No matter. 
Yeah, no shit. It would be unfortunate for us if this individual should consume your blood. Yeah, I'd say so. It would cause significant damage to our chassis. Clearly. Would you like me to stop the individual known as Herman Fuller from consuming your blood? How are you going to do that? I need more energy to conduct this operation. What are you going to do? Your soul is a efficient power supply. I will feed from this. So, this is sort of re-asking the question of whether or not you would like to use a luck point here. A part of your class, the feature of when you use luck, is whatever is possessing you as the spooky character, it consumes more of your soul. Um, yeah, I'm gonna use the luck point. So, we shall do this for you, yes? Do it. One last thing. What do you call us? What do you call me, Benji? Well, I usually call you bitch, but I think a more appropriate name would be just... Bit. This is satisfactory. I will enjoy this. Thank you. As time begins to unpause, Ben, you feel more physically and emotionally drained than you had before. You feel a cold shiver run up your spine, and you feel like you've lost something, but it wasn't something you can quite grasp. And as you feel this feeling of loss, you feel an incredible surge of power leaving your body as well. And the vial that holds your blood, the blood turns to what looks like a bright ball of energy. It might be a pure ball of flames or a ball of plasma, but it shows brightly and then explodes in the face of Herman Fuller. He is unable to consume your blood and turns to you with a face that looks more worse for wear and he says you little shit and a rift appears around him he is brought into it by an unseen force and he is gone
I, I think we did it. What was that? I am just white in the face. Where did he go? What? Why did your blood explode? How did he get your blood? Where's that occultist capologist? I think we should talk to her. What was any of that? Lucas is still standing near us, right? Yes, Lucas okay. is with you all. So, as you all sort of stare in awe and confusion at what just transpired, the circus members begin to group up and begin some discussions. You all stand, and Miles, you see a message on your phone pop up, followed by many more messages and notifications of missed calls and missed texts. They are rapidly increasing into the hundreds, as you see they are all from your mother, and you begin to worry about uh, how she did not want you to go into that circus. And you begin to realize that your first mission as a somewhat official group of SCP adventurers was... You, you think successful. All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.